When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Uh, the former NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton. Commissioner, uh, great to have you here. I saw uh, you were putting all over social media. I was cheering you on this weekend. Uh, and you were saying, you know, how th- this is indicative of just the degradation, I guess, of New York. Your thoughts? Very much so, that uh, this was a crisis that did not have to occur. Uh, I keep pointing out that uh, this was created by uh, politicians. Uh, First, uh, in terms of the shoplifting issue, was created in California with their crazy laws a few years back, where literally you'd have to steal over $1,000 to be subject to arrest on shoplifting. That opened the doors. Uh, That was soon followed by our legislature here in New York. But compounding it, even when there is an ability to make an arrest, nothing happens. Nothing. They get in front of the uh, the district attorneys that have limited powers under the new laws to charge. They get in front of judges, and increasingly we have uh, something that's not been looked closely enough at, uh, the increasingly liberal progressive judges on the bench. So we're compounding it that even when we get them into a courtroom, we get them in front of judges who don't want to put anybody in jail. No, it's, it's, it's a crisis that's growing. John knows it certainly from owning the supermarkets he owns. But any person that enters an MTA station sees it happening all around them. Uh, it's a repeat of 1990 when I first got here as chief of the transit police. We solved it back then. We could solve it again. But it's going to take the legislature to finally smarten up. Uh, uh, the Commissioner Sewell, just before she left, uh, was on our show. And she says, we put away 3,300 criminals. In New York City, those are the 3,300. New York will be safe again. That's correct. That uh, One of the things that evolved out of the CompStat process that turned New York around back in the mid-'90s, the, uh, the mapping and the accountability system, was uh, its evolution into predictive policing and precision policing, both of which I helped to create in Los Angeles and here in New York. And what that does, it allows us uh, to effectively identify within a city of 8 million people who is doing the crime? And in the case of New York City, it's under 5,000 people are committing the majority of the crimes that we read about, that we see and we hear about. So her figure, uh, 3,300, she would have had more contemporary information than I would have had back in 2016. And what she's talking about are the recidivists, people who arrested over and over and over again, and nothing happens to them because nobody wants to put anybody in jail in this state. I'm sorry, uh, uh, if we don't get back to basically penalizing people appropriately, we're not going to get out of this mess. And the idea of getting out of it, it's so simple. Effectively, courts that work, prosecutors that work, and jails that work. And by that, I mean opening jails so that we put some people in them. This is Pete King. When you were commissioner, you had all the DAs working with you. Basically, the city council was cooperative. And today, all that's gone out the window. Uh, Do you think New York can come back, even if they somehow started to get somewhat tougher tomorrow? 
Well, it's going to take uh, time uh, in the sense of getting the DAs lined up again, getting uh, the judges in terms of some of the nightmare stories you read about some of these judges, that that problem is worse. And I always have been beating up on the DAs and the legislation, the city council. But uh, take a look at some of these judges that uh, uh, we've got. Let's face it, it's a screwed up system. It's going to take a while to fix it. But it has to begin with the legislature, and that's where the pressure needs to be applied. That's where the attention has to be applied. Uh, district attorneys, in many instances, are hamstrung by the same laws that I complain about. The idea of dismissals, that uh, they get somebody in front of a judge, and the judge still lets them out. One of the reasons the DAs don't uh, prosecute a lot of these cases and dismiss them before they even get into a court is that 15-day rule where they have to provide all the evidence in a case to a defense attorney within 15 days. Impossible in a city that's making 100,000 arrests a year. And so as a result, their hands are tied also. So looking at this situation, there's many areas that need to be fixed, but it all comes down to legislation. You know what, Commissioner, the other thing, this is Craig Eaton, the other thing is the the open discovery rule has a chilling effect on the the victims and also the witnesses. So exactly. they have to give over the names and addresses and phone numbers of the victim and the witnesses to the defense counsel. And, you know, it gets into the hands of the Crips and the Bloods and they find out who's going to be testifying against them. And now, you know what? Everybody doesn't want to go forward and testify anymore. That's correct. In terms of that's another aspect of the yep. legislation that was passed apart from the uh, 15-day issue. Yep. Yep. It's all the information that has to be turned out. So if your neighbor tried to kill you, Basically, uh, he's going to see who's testifying uh, to support his statements in the sense of witnesses. You know, the other thing that goes into that. But but, you know, the other thing um, is also the lack of cops. That's the other thing I was reading this weekend. (laughs) Commissioner, 2,500 cops turn over their badges in 2023. That's heartbreaking. I had 38,000 uh, when I was commissioned the first time. I had 36,000 in 2014 with a lot less crime, 400,000 fewer crimes being committed a year. Uh, this talk of going below 30,000 is insane. This idea of holding up five academy classes, you know what that does to a department when you do something like that? That's five academy classes are effectively two and a half years of classes. They put them on about every four to six months. and you lose instructors at the academy. Uh, you lose people who are waiting to get on the job with the waiting list. They leave to go to other departments. That 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 proposal uh, should be dead on arrival. You don't stop hiring when you're losing huge numbers. Plus, there's also this issue of concerns now about the overtime budget. A lot of cops making a lot of overtime right now. They complain about it, but a lot of them basically work it voluntarily. Why? Because it contributes to their pension. And if they feel that if they stay around the next year or two that the overtime is going to be cut back, they're going to retire now. So the incentivization to leave the job is incredible. And if you're working an assignment you like and you feel that you're unfortunately going to be transferred back to patrol because patrol is the first priority, it has to always be, well, that's where they're going to put the cops when the precinct start losing cops. And where they're going to get those cops? They're going to pull them out of some of these assignments that people have worked hard to get into. No, the, the mess that's being created right now is just phenomenal. And once again, that can be fixed also. And, uh, Commissioner, I mean, I've had talking points from my, uh, some of my Democratic friends and says, oh, arrests are down. I mean, but that's a talking point. Don't they realize that the police officers are not making arrests because 
And by the time they finish f- filling out the paperwork, the criminal has gone home already. At this time of this great crisis of crime and disorder in our city, why are we boasting about arrests being down? Uh, effectively, you want arrests up, but more importantly, you want arrests that then lead to prosecution and then lead to incarceration, particularly for those 3,300 that Commissioner Sewell talked about, about those repeat offenders, whether it's fare evaders, shoplifters. Uh, we've lost sight of the fact that the way to deter bad behavior is to control it. And one of the ways you have to control it, unfortunately, is not supervised uh, uh, supervision. Uh, the, some of the foolish things they do in the sense of uh, what well, we're going to have them call in once a week and tell us what they're up to. That doesn't work. You need to put people in jail. And one of the reasons the excuses they use not to put people in jail is how bad the jails are. But they purposely let the jails get that bad to give an excuse not to put people into jail. In years ahead, it's going to be very interesting when they study this phenomenon of the 21st century and how they screwed it up. Because in the 20th century, we got it right. We made some mistakes, some significant mistakes that we learned from. But in the 21st century, we're not learning from the mistakes. We're compounding them over and over again. So the idea of celebrating arrests are now. Why? Well, the cops basically... One, unempowered to make a lot of arrests they used to be able to make. Two, if they make an arrest, they know nothing's going to happen with them. So that's a disincentivization in and of itself. No, we could go on and on, but basically, John, I uh, basically salute you and your colleagues, the New York Post, for continuing to beat the drum on this issue and maybe eventually be able to beat some sense into the the minds and the heads of these legislators. Commissioner, we're trying to beat some sense into uh, uh, our citizens. on, on our politicians. And I, I mean, I can't understand. I showed it to somebody the other night. I forgot where I was. Uh, we're building a, a what, 28 story, 30 story jail in Chinatown, and we don't have high, money to have high, to high, high rise jails don't work. I had one next to my headquarters in Los Angeles uh, uh, the seven years I was there. The movement of people up and down elevators uh, constantly during the day, the number of corrections officers necessary, uh, they do not work. Spend that money to fix Rikers so that Rikers actually serves two purposes. It incarcerates bad people, but it also tries to rehabilitate other people that could effectively be rehabilitated. And they do neither of those things now. Commissioner, thank you so much for coming on. And let's... All keep fighting. Whenever I see a tweet, I retweet it from you. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, please do. <laughs> he tags both of us. I love that. <laughs> okay, thank well, you. We'll keep, keep, we'll keep tweeting or Xing, I guess we have to call it now. Yes, yes. exactly. Keep thank up the good so fight. Much.